If you have God's Word with you tonight, if you will turn to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11. As I mentioned this morning, I'm going to start a series tonight on uh, knowing and doing the will of God. And I hope and pray that you'll be able to be here every service uh, so that you can, this is a, this kind of question is something I have been asking a lot about as a pastor Pastor, how can I know what God's will is? Or how can I know if I'm doing God's will? I've had those kind of questions throughout my ministry. Uh, And uh, we can know, guys. We can know what God's will is. uh, And we can follow God's will. But there's some things that we need to know and understand. So in Hebrews chapter 11, look what it says, beginning in verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen was made out of things not seen, or things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, it was commended, he was commended as having pleased God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I'm so thankful that you don't leave us in the dark. Lord, even though sometimes our pathways are lonely as we sang about tonight, Father, you guide us and you lead us. And Lord, no matter where we are, no matter where we find ourselves, you're always with us. And Lord, you give us guidance. And Lord, I pray as we begin this study tonight that you would open our hearts and minds to maybe a new understanding of what it means to follow your will, to live by faith in a world, uh, Lord, that's messed up right now. Father, I pray that as we study tonight, that your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts and our minds and bring clarity to our thought processes. But Lord, most importantly, we want your word to change our lives. Because every time we hear your word, Lord, and every time we obey your word, our lives are changed. So Father, we thank you already for what you're going to do tonight. And we pray and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. In the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, some of y'all may remember that. It's a pretty old movie. But in that movie... Uh, Harrison Ford, who plays Indiana Jones, was uh, on a quest to find the Holy Grail. And his dad had kind of located that, and he shows up on the scene, and the bad guys are there, and they shoot his dad and tell him that uh, he's got to go get the Grail, or his dad is going to die. And so he's hurriedly trying to get through these three tests that he has to go through, On one of those things, he's standing on the lion's head and he's looking down in this deep chasm. And as far as he can see, you can't see the bottom, it's just straight off. And so uh, Harrison Ford, who's not got a lot of faith, 
But he's a very pragmatic person and he understood if he didn't do something, his dad was going to die. So he closes his eyes and he, he kind of steps like this and he falls down thinking he's going to fall off into that chasm. But unbeknownst to him, there was this rock bridge that was going across that chasm that blended in with the background and he could not see that it was there. He had to take a step of faith from the lion's head unto an unknown or an unsafe place. In the book of Hebrews, the author contrasts faith with unbelief. And the author points out in chapter 10, verse 39, But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and persevere their souls. The heroes of the faith that we read about in chapter 11 have one thing in common. They place their undivided confidence in God. In spite of all the trials and all the difficulties and all the circumstances they face, they triumphed because they trusted in God. What is faith? Well, faith is being certain or sure about unseen hopes or realities based on the promises of God. How can you trust God for the future? Well, you look back and you see every time God promised to do something, guess what He did? He did what He promised He was going to do. So how can you and I trust Him when He gives us promises today? Just like those people back there did. We put our trust, faith, is the evidence of things not seen. It's based on what God has promised us. Can you trust God? Can God be trusted? Sure. Faith is the lens through which we evaluate all of life's experiences. And according to this passage of Scripture, in order to be pleasing to God, we must learn to walk by faith. Now you notice I've not said anything yet about the will of God. But here's the truth. If you and I are going to follow the will of God, faith has got to be the basis of knowing and doing God's will. If you want to know what God's will is for your life, you must determine to walk by faith and not faith and not by sight. Most of us are like most human beings, lost people or saved people or just alike. We don't like the unknown, do we? I shared the illustration a couple weeks ago of the guy that, or maybe that was last week, of the guy that spy that was given a choice between being shot by the firing squad or going out that black door over there. And the guy chose to be shot by the firing squad because he had no idea if there's some kind of wild animal or exactly what was waiting on the other side. There's just this fear of the unknown. But if you and I truly want to know what God's will is, we've got to learn to walk by faith. Why is faith so important? Well, this passage of Scripture that I just read to you tells us several important things about faith. First of all, faith leads to salvation. Faith leads to salvation. Look what it says here about Abel. He was commended, in verse 4 it says, He was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. 
To be declared righteous is to be in a right relationship or to be rightly related to God. Paul says over in Romans chapter 5, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. To be justified means to be put back into a right relationship with God. What puts us back into a right relationship with God? What does he say here? By faith. It is faith that brings us into a right relationship. I, I shared this morning about the doctrine of salvation. By grace you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. To be justified means that we're put in a right relationship. And how does that happen? It happens through faith. We live in a day and time when many of us are like Cain. We want to approach God on our own terms. That's what happened to Cain. Take your Bible, if you've got it, and flip with me back over to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. You remember the story, Adam and Eve have sinned against God, and Eve bears two sons, one named Cain, the older. Abel was the younger. And we read about what happens to them. Chapter 3 is where we read about the fall and how they've sinned against God and how God has placed them outside the garden. Now in, in chapter 4, we read, out, read how uh, people have already started becoming evil. Look what it says. Chapter 4, Now Adam and Eve, Adam knew his wife Eve, and they conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain, a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? Look what he says. Listen. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. And of course we know the end of the story that Cain got so angry because God accepted Abel and his sacrifice that Cain killed his brother. Why was Cain's offering not accepted? Remember what God said, if you, don't, if you do what is right, your offering will be accepted as well. It wasn't a difference between him not offering a lamb and, and Abel offering something from his flock and Cain offering from the ground. But notice, what kind of portions did Abel offer? Firstborn was the first. It was the best. It was the most important. Cain just simply offered some of the produce from his ground. It wasn't the best. In fact, it probably was the leftovers, probably the stuff that he didn't want. And, and Cain acted like God ought to be happy that he just showed up and gave an offering. But that's not right, was it? Cain did not offer an offering in faith. He offered it in selfishness. He offered it maybe to try to buy God's favor. Does anybody ever do that today? Does anybody make bargains with God? Does anybody try to do that today to get in a right relationship with God? You ever seen anybody like that, Brother Eddie? Yeah, me too. They, they make bargains with God to try to, get, try to get something from God. Guys, 
we are justified or put in a right relationship with God through faith. And if you and I want to know the will of God, then we have to be people of faith because faith leads to salvation. Faith is our gracious response to God's gift of salvation based upon what Jesus Christ did at Calvary. So the first reason why you and I need to walk by faith is faith leads to salvation. Apart from faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what the scripture says. You and I are saved by grace through faith. There's no other way to be saved except by faith and trust in God. If you want to know what God's will is, then you must live by faith. Notice the second thing that we learn from this passage of Scripture. Faith enhances our witness. Faith enhances our witness. Abel's story of faith speaks to people in every generation. It tells us God will accept our worship when it's offered in the right spirit, the spirit of faith. Guys, faith is the essential element of worship. God wants us to put our faith and our trust in Him and in Him alone. That's what it means. Worth, when we say worship, it means worth-ship. We are recognizing the worth-ship of God, His worth. How do we do that? How can we be pleasing to God? It's by offering faith. It's by living out faith. Doing God's will, though, sometimes leads to premature death. What happened to Abel? Abel was faithful to God. Have you ever, let me ask you a question, have you ever done exactly what God told you to do and it didn't turn out the way you expected it to turn out? Yeah, we've all done that, haven't we? And then sometimes we want to get angry with God because we wanted something different to happen and it didn't happen. Guys, sometimes when you're faithful to God, sometimes it results in your death. But what did Paul say? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So whether we live or we die, what, what, what do we belong, who do we belong to? What did Paul say? Whether we live or, the die, or die, we belong to the Lord. We're the Lord's. And so sometimes when you and I try to live a life of faith and we try to live out the will of God in our life, that doesn't mean that we're always going to get, you know, that that prosperity gospel tells us we don't have any problems what i talked about this morning prosperity gospel says if, if you've been saved then god wants to bless you and if you're not being blessed that means you're not saved guys that's not in a good book just in case you're wondering it's not there you won't find it don't bother going through your bible all night long trying to figure that out because it's not in there not only that sometimes when you live out a life of faith you come under persecution. Ask those first century Christians. Ask those Christians in Afghanistan who have been shot on the spot because they put their faith and trust in Christ. If they won't renounce Christ, they just shoot them. You and I don't have to face that sometimes, but sometimes when you and I stand up for what's right, I know some people here in this country that have lost their jobs because they lived by faith, not by sight. Guys, faith enhances our, our life, faith enhances our witness to Christ. As missionary James Moffat wrote, Death is never the last word in the life of a righteous man. 
When a man leaves this world, be he righteous or unrighteous, he leaves something in the world. He may leave something that will grow and spread like cancer or a poison, or he may leave something like the fragrance of perfume or a blossom of beauty that permeates the atmosphere with blessing. A life lived by faith speaks volumes to others. I remember reading this and God kind of brought it to mind tonight. I want to just show you what kind of uh, blessing that faith can be. Listen to what it says. The descendants of Jonathan Edwards. Y'all know who John, anybody not know who Jonathan Edwards is? Raise your hand if you don't know who Jonathan Edwards is. Jonathan Edwards, okay, was probably America's greatest theologian. He was uh, one of the ones responsible for the first great awakening as he preached. Uh, they said he, he got a manuscript and he looked like this and he read his sermon. And the sermon, the famous sermon that he preached that kind of began the first great awakening was sinners in the hands of an angry God. And he sat here and he read it just like this. But Jonathan Edwards was a man who followed God. People have traced his descendants. Let me share this with you. Now tell me that faith doesn't enhance your witness. That's what it says. A hundred of his descendants became ministers, missionaries, are theological teachers. A hundred became professors. A hundred became lawyers and or judges. Sixty became medical doctors. And fourteen of his descendants became college presidents. That's pretty stellar, isn't it? Because of one man's faithfulness to God. Faith enhanced his witness and his family was receiving the blessings of that witness. Now listen to uh, the descendants of Jukes. His last name was Jukes. Nobody knows his first name, but he was a criminal about, about the same time of Jonathan Edwards when he lived. This criminal of his descendants, 130 of them were convicted criminals. 310 of them were professional beggars. 400 seriously injured became seriously injured or physically denigrated because of their lifestyles. In other words, they couldn't no longer work because their terrible lifestyle had caused them to be, have problems. Sixty of them became habitual thieves and pickpockets. Seventeen of them became murderers. Twenty learned a trade, but half of those learned their trade in prison. Does a life lived by faith make any difference? Of course it does. If it doesn't make any difference to anybody else in this world, it makes a difference to your family. Your family sees your witness. Our prayer and our aim ought to be an old Steve Green song. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe. And the lives we live inspire them to obey. Guys, as we live by faith, especially in these difficult times, people take notice. And oftentimes, you and I 
will get a chance to speak a word on behalf of our Savior when we live lives of faith. So faith leads us to salvation. Faith enhances our witness. The last thing that faith does that we see from this particular passage is faith brings us into eternity. It talks about a man named Enoch. The Bible simply says of Enoch, the only words that we read about Enoch in the Old Testament during his day when he was still alive. Now there's some references back to him later in the scriptures. But it says of Enoch, he walked with God and he was not because God took him. Faith leads us into eternity. I like what one preacher said about Enoch. Enoch and God went out for a walk every day and they conversed every day. And one day they were out walking and they got closer to God's house than they were to Enoch's house. And God says, you want to come home with me, Enoch? And Enoch said, yeah. And he went on to the house with God. Now that's pretty close walking with the Lord, isn't it? Our faith brings us into eternity. A life of faith, guys, is more than coming to worship once a week or once a month, or as some people think, faith will come in once a year. I know some preachers that when they show up to church on Easter Sunday morning, they say, for about half of you, we'll see you again next year. You know, that ought not be that way, brothers. A life of faith is more than coming to church once a week or once a year, once a month. It's more than offering God some special gift or some special promise. A life of faith is continually Day by day, walking with God. It's listening to His voice. It's allowing His Holy Spirit to give you direction in your life. Sometimes we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle and problems of life that we forget to tell Jesus, we forget that Jesus tells us the secret of life is to take up our cross daily and to follow after Him. Are there joys in following after Jesus? Is there peace following after Jesus? Of course there is. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die, spiritually speaking. Do you believe this? Enoch did. Enoch enjoyed walking with God day by day. And one day God just took him to heaven because of his faith. Guys, faith and faith alone can bring us into eternity. It's the only way to get there. Salvation is by grace through faith. That's the only way to get into God's house. That's the only way to get there. Without faith, as the writer of Hebrews says, without faith it is impossible to please God. You know, it's easy to experience eternal death, isn't it? Just don't do anything. Just don't do anything. Live by sight. Don't live by faith. Just do what this world tells you to do and you'll spend eternity separated from God in a place called hell. But if you want to spend eternity with God without faith, it's impossible. So faith brings us into eternity. You know what the writer of Hebrews says in verse 13 of this chapter? The Old Testament saints died in faith without receiving the promises, but welcomed them from a distance. 
You know how they could see those promises? Through the eyes of faith. They trusted in the promises of Almighty God because they had seen what God had done in their life and the lives of saints who have gone before them. Chuck Swindoll, an author, wrote this. Faith is believing God is who He says He is, that He will do what He says He will do. Faith is obeying the Lord when I am unsure of the outcome. Faith is trusting Him when everything in me screams for empirical proof. That's exactly what Harrison Ford faced when he was standing on that lion's head, wasn't it? He wanted some empirical proof that there was something down there that was going to keep him from falling down in the deep chasm down there. But you know what? He didn't get that, did he? But you and I, we can stand strong on the faith that we have in God. Because God has promised to bring us in to eternity. Somebody has described the life of faith like a hiker on a narrow mountainside trail. That hiker sometimes is unable to see the path in front of him. Sometimes the path goes around the mountain on the left side. Sometimes it goes around the mountain on the right side. Sometimes it goes up. Sometimes it goes down. Sometimes you can't see except for one step in front of you. But our spiritual walk of faith differs, doesn't it, from that? Because we can keep moving forward with the confidence that we will reach our destination because God has promised. God has promised if you and I put our faith and trust in Him that we will have salvation, we will have our witness enhanced, and it will lead us into eternity. Guys, if you and I want to know the will of God, why did I start here? Why did I start with faith? Because if you and I don't have faith in God, if we don't have trust in God, then we're not going to know God's will. It's impossible for us to know what God's will is apart from faith. If you insist, even as a believer in Christ, if you insist of living this life by sight and not by faith, You will never know the will of God. Why would God reveal to your will? Because you don't want to do it anyway. You've already got it figured out on your own through your sight. If you and I want to know God's will, then we have to live lives of faith. We also must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about that a little bit later if we want to know God's will. But guys, it starts with faith. It starts with faith that leads us unto salvation, and it starts with faith that we live by day by day by day, trusting God to bring us into eternity when He's ready for us to come home. What did Jesus say? I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that wheresoever I am, there you shall be always. Isn't that great news? God's preparing a place for us. In the meantime, we're to walk by faith. If we want to know what God's will is, we've got to be walking by faith. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, as we come, Lord, before your throne,
Lord, we confess to you that it's, it's so hard sometimes for us to walk by faith. Lord, it's so much easier when we can walk by sight and not by faith. But Lord, we're never going to experience your blessings and we're never going to know your will if we choose to walk by say, sight and not by faith. Lord, help us to be people of faith. Help us to trust you. Help us to have faith in you. Lord, I thank you for your exceedingly precious promises that one day when our life is over with here on this earth, Lord, you've promised to bring us into eternity. Lord, we all long for that day. Lord, this world is getting such a wicked place right now. Lord, we desire so much to be at home with Jesus, to have all the suffering and all the pain and all the agony just to be wiped out. But Father, we understand there is millions and millions of people that do not have a personal relationship with you. Millions of people who have yet to hear about our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that every day we're on this earth, you would give us opportunities to share our faith with others. Lord, help us to demonstrate our faith by the way we live. But Father, also help us to have courage and boldness to share with others about the great blessing that faith brings to a person's life. Lord, go with us as we leave this place tonight. Watch over us and care for us. Lord, bring us back again to this house where we can worship once again with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, you're worthy of all the worship we can bring to you. And Lord, we pray that and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. And Lord willing, we'll see you guys on Wednesday night.